Welcome back. Jeff Cotigo Podcast. Bryson, I'm excited about this one. I am too. We've got a, we've got a lot of superstars in the room. Right yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, we do. A um, couple things to attend to. Basketball, um, still rolling. Uh, some nice wins over Cascade last night. Brody Carr with a game winner. Uh, 47 seconds left. Puts one in. Um, good win by those guys. They've won three of their last four now. So, uh, they have, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I... That's what we kind of talked about earlier. You know, they started off the season a little rough, but I mean, they started off playing two two really good teams. Um, so picking it up at the very, you know, I guess we're at the middle, almost to the middle point of the season now. So just about. I mean, yeah. once you get to the other side of the new year, it's pretty much all district yep. games from there. Hitting the hitting the ground running. I think they're finding their groove and uh, looking forward to see what they do after the after the new year for sure. Uh, let's jump into today's podcast. We've got a couple of special guests. Uh, as always, I'm joined by. Bryson Jurek, uh, the uh, golf coach and uh, social media liaison for Jefferson County Athletics, I'm joined by Maddox Rogers, uh, co-leader of the ride. Leader. 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 You just taking the whole thing now? Yeah. Okay. Leader of the ride, uh, and we got special guests today, the Grand Poobah of Jefferson County, Spencer Riley, head football coach. Hello. Glad, and, to, glad we could all be here today. And uh, it's not often that we have a guest bring a guest, but they brought a special one today. Caitlin Riley joins us. Hey, how are you? So I'm really excited for this one. Caitlin, how's uh, how's things going to, in Oxford? It's going great. I love it down there. The people are amazing, and just the atmosphere is awesome. That's awesome. Spencer. Yes. Welcome. How are you? To the podcast. Glad to be here today. Super yeah. excited to be here. Um, it's been, I, I was I was disappointed we didn't do it during football season. Dennis said he didn't want to have me. So uh, that uh, wasn't during, necessarily the case <laughs> during football season. But uh, it was a little busy during the during the season this year. It's a super exciting year. It's a super exciting time here at Jefferson County and and where our program went. And it's just kind of crazy year. You know what I mean? Uh, for me personally and and professionally, we we, we had a had a great year professionally, and it's been a little bit of a struggle early on in the in the in the year. Uh, with me uh, personally, with the loss of my brother, and my uncle, and so it's just been some downtime here. Been good for me. How has the off season been treating you? It's been great. I've been getting on a tractor and riding around and cutting, <laughs> bush hogging a little bit. So it's been nice. Put my earbuds in, try not to flip it, and just uh, enjoy my time in the peaceful nature. I'm sure when you put those earbuds in, you're listening to the podcast, right? I do listen to the podcast. It's usually it. when I'm going to sleep, though. But okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> but that's what I do to all my podcasts, though. Uh, yeah. But then I throw them back on, and I listen. I listen to. I may listen to one podcast three times just to make sure I get everything I want out of it. And, you know what I mean? So uh, I do. You're not the only one I turn on while I'm going laying there in bed because that's how I go to sleep and how I relax and unwind. Um. Talked about this season. I mean, yeah, great season for you guys. Did some things that hadn't been done here in a long time. As a coach, what did that mean to you? I mean, it was, it was special. You know what I mean? It was a special time for me. And for me, more so than anybody, it's more special for this school and this, you know, this program. This program, And, I mean, I just happened to be the, the utter of the ship, the, the rudder of the ship. That's what I meant there. to introduce you as, and I completely forgot. So, uh, just happened to, you know, just be the guy that tries to lead it in the right direction and and try to get things turned around here. And it's there's been some struggles while I've been here, by, for sure. Um, but this year, you know what I mean, we, I think we've got 
the things in place that that to make our program continue moving in the full, the right direction and continue to grow. Kevin, was he a character to keep up with throughout the season from afar? I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't watch a single game. I supported him from afar and had Mama text me updates. That's about all I got. I was supportive from a distance. You didn't talk to him personally? You know, just get any of his thoughts or anything? It was a, hey, good luck, kick butt, and take names. Yeah, there was, was, was not much conversation during the year. I said, hey, babe, how's – I asked Beth. I said, hey, how's our daughter? Good. Why don't you call her sometime? I said, well, she can call me too. So, mm. uh, it's turnabout's fair play right there on that part of it. So – um, but no, we, we just communication skills between me and her during season or during during football season is not very good because uh, our schedules were completely flipped from each other. Yeah. So I'd be practicing in the morning, he'd run into practice in the afternoon, and I'd get in bed about eight o'clock at night, and he's just now getting home. So, so it was kind of kind of different schedules for us. So we just didn't didn't have a lot of time to communicate. And, but you know, it's great having her home for Christmas. She's been home already for almost two weeks now. Going on week three. Three, so it's been nice to have her home and, and spend some time with her and run around and chase her and just catch up and be a dad and hang out. You haven't drop kicked him yet? No, not even close. Oh, well, that's good. There's pluses uh, to that. <laughs> How nice is it for you to be back home? I love being home. I'm very family-oriented, so being back home is great for me because I get to see my, my grandparents and everyone like that, so it's nice to get back to where I'm from. Um. Of course, you talked about, I mean, with the schedules and everything, um, you're going through fall ball at mm-hmm. the same time that he's going through um, through football season. How's that going? It went really well. So right now our field is under construction at the moment. The question I keep getting asked is, is it going to be ready in time? And I think it is. And so we keep getting told it's going to be ready in time. So we'll have a brand new field for our upcoming season, which is really exciting. And then he actually did get to come to one of my fall ball games this year. So it was family weekend. Him, mom, and dad got him. Mom and my grandparents got to come down, so it was nice for them to be able to come down and watch me play a little bit. So thank God for a Thursday night game. <laughs> it worked out. So perfect. It worked out perfect for for that weekend. It's the only weekend they actually played during the weekend mm-hmm. or on the weekend, and it was the weekend we played at uh, Farragut on that on that Thursday night. And we just drove down, and I turned around and came back on Saturday night. Drove down Friday and. Come right back, back, right back on Saturday. Be here for for a Sunday staff meeting, and so it was good. Just quick trip, you know. What I mean, it's not. I mean, everybody thinks seven hours a long drive. It's not that bad, you know. What I mean, I'm used to hopping on interstate and rolling, and especially when I was in college fo- football, you know, you drive seven hours just to go see one kid and turn around and come back. So in the same day, so it's just life, you know. For me, it's re- driving's relaxing and peaceful, especially when I can just turn on a a podcast or listen to what I wanted to, but I am a big podcaster. My wife hates talk radio. She can't stand it. <laughs> me too. Uh, they can't. I mean, I love it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I'll sit I'll turn a podcast on and I, I listen to a lot of Dell uh, uh, Jr. Download me. Uh, what's it called? Uh, they're, they're, they're Dirty Mo. Dirty, Dirty yeah. Mo Media, right? And I listen to about everything they put on there. Sure. Because it's funny. I mean, they do a great job with it. Um, you know what I mean? So Beth was like, why are we listening to this? And I'm like, because I like it. Yeah. It's peaceful to me. Yeah. So it drowns out all the other noise. So, and she's like, was that aimed at me? I'm like, no, it was not. <laughs> no, it's not. So, but 
No, she takes it as she wants to, right? True, and you'll figure this no, out as you... Kind of, uh, true crime kind of guy? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. No, Those I'm not. Guys. Not at all. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you're going to figure this out as you get married. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you got that coming up here, here not too long. So, yeah, right. so you'll, you'll learn to say yes, dear, and move on about it and yeah. not worry about it. So, <laughs> um, Do you enjoy the trips down to Oxford whenever you get to take them? I do, man. I mean, you know, during the spring, I, we, we try to make every home series or any time they're in playing in Oxford. Um, which is nice, you know what I mean, and get a chance to go down and, you know what I mean, and, and just be me and be, be be who I am and just enjoy some peaceful and relaxing time. It's a great town. It's a great college town. Um, that All athletics there are supported really well. I mean, uh, the, the community is truly a college-based town. If, you, if, the, if, if, if Ole Miss was not there, there wouldn't be anything in Oxford. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of neat to see, and you, you you really go back and look at it. The original how the SEC was laid out. It was that type of towns to begin with. So it's pretty cool. Caitlin, um, I mean, it's national signing day today. I know just a couple of years ago you made the decision to go to Ole Miss. Um, you you were committed somewhere before that. Uh, was Tennessee Tech? Um, UAB University of Alabama U- Birmingham. Okay, um, and then. The, the offer from Ole Miss came about. What what went into that process, and you know how did Ole Miss end up becoming the place for you around that time? So our head coach had left and went somewhere out west at, from UAB. So I decided to like reopen my recruiting process and all that kind of stuff. And then they actually offered me to come down there and as a for they didn't visit. I didn't go on a visit because it was in the middle of COVID. So I went with my me and my mom and dad. We went by ourselves I said hey I want to go visit this place before I have the opportunity to say yes because I want to see where I'm going to be for the next four years potentially so I fell in love with it and fell in love with the town and I was like if I had a career ending injury I'd be able to live here and stay there so you see I mean especially in football right now I mean with the transfer portal you, you see a lot of kids that they commit, especially the ones that committed during COVID, they didn't really stick around mm-hmm. because they didn't get to take official visits and all that stuff. But you're one of the few that have stuck around. Um, obviously, I guess that shows just how much you do enjoy it. Don't mm-hmm. So we just got a new, two new coaches there this year, and like I genuinely love them as people, and like they're really good at what they do, and like they care about us as people, so that makes it even better. So. Um, then plus the town makes it a whole good so it's awesome what's it mean to get to play softball in the SEC it's awesome it's something I've dreamed of since I was a little kid and I am grateful for the opportunity every day because it doesn't matter where you come from you always are able to um, play at the highest level possible sorry about the phone ringing my fault (laughs) back it up Lord, okay. Um, any favorite places that you've got to go to while playing at Ole Miss? So far, it's been Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Um, so we got to go there last year for two weeks, which is really exciting. So the schooling on the road was kind of hard, but our academic advisor went down there with us, so it was awesome. And then I'm really excited because come February, we're going to Hawaii. So I'm really excited about that. But I'm really excited that we get to stay on the East Coast a little bit this year too. So after we get back from Hawaii, we're going to Kennesaw State and playing in their tournament. And then we're going to Clemson, South Carolina. So they get to get some family around a little bit more in a 
February area. Did you not go to Mexico? No, we did not. You know, you going to Hawaii? Yes, I am. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're going. When do we leave? Uh, Wednesday, the February the seventh. Hmm. So when we leave right now. Uh, that's right around mm-hmm. when district tournaments start. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's exciting, you know, because we we kind of knew that they were probably going to go to Hawaii this year, and that's why we didn't go to Mexico last year. So, oh. so I mean, and it would have kind of sucked to go last year, just to be honest with you. She got hurt game one of of the uh, while they were in Mexico and didn't play again until Tennessee series, Tennessee series here. Oh, wow. So, uh, so and I went to Mexico for two weeks and not. Well, I've been to Mexico for two weeks. Yeah, it's good to say it's still a vacation. You still got to enjoy your time, didn't you? Yeah, it's great. So, but me, I'm not about that. If I'm going to go, the only reason I'm going to Hawaii is to watch her play ball. I wouldn't go just to go because I don't care about all that. My wife enjoys it, and then we're actually going to use it as our 25th wedding anniversary trip. No, I'm not athletic. So we need to convince my mom to go on a helicopter with him. That is our. I do want to do that. What is wrong with you all in helicopters? Would you get on a helicopter? Would you? Good view. Me too. I just want to go in, fly into the, fly into the. uh, waterfalls and check those out. You can end up flying into a volcano. Who cares, man? I'm all <laughs> hey, about that. It's the way you go. It's the way you yeah. go. Yeah, go have a blaze of glory. I guess. Just like in the, what? Uh, just like in the blazing saddles. Have your boots on fire and let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified of heights. I ain't getting on the helicopter either. Uh, you know, it's not. I don't understand terrified of heights. I, I, I don't think look, I'm she down. does too. She's terrified of them too. I watched her walk a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, White House one time over in South Carolina, and I thought she was going to cry. She crawled down it and up it. Well, I'm, like, How? I'm like, well, you're not, but that probably 15 feet off the ground. I said, it's not that high. So she said, come on, man. Toughness is a choice, and she chose not to be very tough, dude. So, I can fly all day, but walking bridges, bridges over heights scare me. I like will stay away from the edge. She has a hard time going across the Blue Bridge over here in Danridge, right? To walk across that to have pictures made to scare her to death. I thought I was going to fall like twice. <laughs> over under, how many times throughout your life have you heard the phrase toughness is a choice? Over a thousand. I'm glad to say that it's not just a good phrase. It's a great phrase. What do you what do you what do you get out of toughness is a choice? It's how tough do you want to be in this moment and are you willing to fight through adversity when it comes to you? Sounds like you're clone. <laughs> well, she ought to be. I trained her since she's been freaking born. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, if if, if you if you're trained by a blacksmith, you're going to be a great blacksmith, right? I mean, that's what you. If your dad was a blacksmith, you're going to be a great blacksmith, right? My dad is a heat and air guy. Well, you'd be a great heat and air guy if no. you chose to be. <laughs> oh, okay. You chose, chose to, be. to be. Okay. Right? She chose. She wanted to be a be an athlete. Well, I knew what it took to be an athlete. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I was the best in academics. By no means. I was not. Her mother, on the other hand, was. Um, if it wasn't for Bryson's mother-in-law, future mother-in-law, probably, and, 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 and uh, Herndon, I, I don't know if I would ever made it out of Jefferson County High School. Let's just be honest. Um, if it wasn't for athletics, I wouldn't be sitting here today, right? And athletics taught me how to be tough, right? And when I was going through school, it was, it was a lot more physical, a lot more demanding. You know, today it's easy for athletes. I mean, and I, and I say easy compared to where what we were a month of two days uh, reporting in June, and you're there until you don't get a Christmas break. You go straight from bowl game into school, right? So you, you're just there, and it's continuing a cycle, right? 
today is just a little different because all the social media stuff they have to deal with and all the other things that take their time away. Like, well, thank God they didn't have social media when I was in school, right? Let's be honest. Um, yeah. Not good. Could have been some bad episodes. Been in some blooper reels, I'm sure. You maybe had to have gone the JUCO route for a year. I don't too. know about that. <laughs> try to stay out of the penal system, right? You know oh. what I mean? You try to make sure you stay out of the penal system. That's what we're trying not to go play in the penal league. So, Wally Shawn's a great movie. It's a great, you know, a great movie. One of my favorite movies of all times. Burt Reynolds did a great job in that movie. It's a lot better. The, the original is so much better than there. And, and uh, the, the second one, the remake. Well. Come on now. <laughs> I ain't never watched the original. Well, you need to watch the original. It's All awesome. Right. Burton uh, Reynolds does a great job. You talk about social Be a Florida media State fan. You ought, you ought to be watching. Gone. You ought to be watching <laughs> Burt Reynolds movies. Thank you very much. Had to slide that one in there. Yeah. I'm sure that he'll get another jab in before we finish. Um, you talk about social media, of course, the NIL and all that stuff. Caitlin, how do you, how do you navigate all of that in today's day and age so what something really great Ole Miss did is like they we have NIL like seminars that they we have to go to because so my freshman year we had one on taxes last year we had one on sports betting and then we're having another one soon about something else I can't remember what it is but like even leading up into me coming to Ole Miss like because it was so new my freshman year they the amount of seminars I sat through my freshman year summer going into college just to learn about NIL and all that kind of stuff was ridiculous because I remember sitting in California in between ball games, having to get on this uh, Zoom call and like listen about taxes and all that kind of stuff. I'm looking at mom, I'm like, I don't know anything about taxes. I'm just here to play ball. And then, so I actually went and deep dove into NIL my freshman year and like looked into a lot of it and that kind of stuff. So last summer I was in um, the NIL summit in Atlanta, Georgia, which is a big like conference for all NILs and like awards and that kind of stuff. So I got the opportunity to go there and it was really cool to learn more about it and like meet some new people, network and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot about networking and like finding the balance between everything. So because you, I don't do a lot of NIL stuff, but I know so much about it just because I want to learn about it for when I decide I want to coach one day and I can help my players through that. How much do you have to go about, I mean, just because a lot of it is creating your own brand. Mm-hmm. How, much of, how much of that do you have to, how much time do you have to put into that? So it just depends on how big, it's as big or as small as you want it to be. So like for me, I don't do a whole lot, but I know some of my teammates who put in a couple hours, like weekly to do it like 10 plus hours a week just try to figure out like tiktoks twitter instagram all that kind of stuff like when to post and all that kind of stuff because i was talking to one of my friends and i was like hey i have a bunch of drafts that like saved in my instagram like like ready to be posted and they were like you have drafts for your instagram posts and i was like yeah because i just need to like post it at a certain time and i get more views that way because you'll also come figure out that if you post at certain times of the day you're get more likes or not and more follows and more views and that kind of stuff. I feel like we could use some help in that department. Yeah. Hey, she taught me something the other day about collaborating with with our with our student athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you you talked about it, and I had no idea about it. But you know, wanting to collaborate and stuff, you probably don't even know anything about collaboration, do you? When it comes to social media, something you're learning right here. You know what I mean? Uh, it you're, you're 
we're going to post something, but we're also getting it's going to be posted on the uh, the student athletes page as well, and their views count. You know, get more views from. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting views, right? You see that all the time too on social media and stuff. They just you know one place post it, they post it with five other people, and you go from having ten views to having ten thousand views. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's all about views, right? I can go back and look at some of our stuff that, that we've posted or you've posted, and you know what I mean. And we and we collaborate with our kids, and it'd be going from five hundred views to three thousand views just like that, right? And you're like, well, okay. So, I that's something I learned from her over Thanksgiving break. She showed me how to do it when we we're sitting someplace having dinner or something. So, with uh, Sadie Murray. Yeah. So I mean. Something that's something that you learn, and, and you, you, it's something that I learn, and it's something I don't like to deal with, right? Um, but in today's day and age, you, you have got to. to. You mm-hmm. got to, right? And I'm very fortunate and blessed to have two people that help me uh, with my social media stuff. So, um, you know, I mean, it's very nice. And then have Bryce in here. He, he we, we, we try to collab with stuff on that, and they tag, tag, a, tag him, tag them in it, and all that stuff, and he tried to tag us and stuff, and works out well for us man i mean if you if you use it right it can grow your brand and i think we did a really good job this year growing our brand as a football program i think i know something that could help the both of you out i think you need to get him in on a tiktok oh no 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 he would not do that at all like a tiktok dance or something (laughs) you talk about willis (laughs) the day i get him in a tiktok video mm -mm -mm. I think it'd be great. I'll I think do, it'd be good content. I'll do a TikTok video when we win, when we win a state title. Well, you were only three rounds away this well, year, so we getting closer. Three, we were three rounds away, though. It's a long ways away. That's 21 days. It's a long time. We talk about signing day stuff. How much has this whole process changed since you signed with UT? Well, I want to sit here and tell you what's changed everything is COVID. COVID's changed how recruiting works in general because of, you know, uh, this is something that I don't know if you really want me to get my soapbox about and it may be two-hour conversation here, but high school... Uh, I got time. I'm going to get comfortable, though. Last time we said it was a two-hour conversation, it wasn't. So. so, but, I mean, this is this is a deal that high school football recruiting has changed 100%. Um, we have kids that, can, that, that are frustrated because right now it's on our football team that they don't have offers, right? They're really, really good high school football players and they can play college football. Uh, but if you're not a power power five type guy, if you don't have a one, two, or if you don't have a three, four, or five star by your name, you're not gonna be recruited as a five star guy, period, right? And then when they get there and they don't play, they're gonna leave. And it's called a trickle down. It's like a snowball effect, right? So those guys leave, go to one double A's. Well, those one double A schools, or like your East Tennessee States and Tennessee Techs and TSU's and, and places like that, and Chattanooga, um, they gonna take those guys that didn't pan out because he signed at Alabama. It's what they signed Alabama or Tennessee, whoever, Florida State or Ohio State, right? Um, they don't pan out. They leave. They get transfer portal. Those one double A guys are going to take them because of where they were at. Not because they're a freaking good football player, because of where they're at. So now those guys who were there who went to the one double A schools, 
And those those kids at 1AA, hey, well, I'm not playing here. I'm going to leave because they're bringing all these other cats in. So it goes down to D2, NAIA, D3. Well, where's high school athletes that fit in? Buddy, you're going to end up being a walk-on someplace. You go on and perform, and you get a chance to perform, and you do well. You enter transfer portal, and you'll move up that ladder, and that's how it works. You know what I mean? It's almost uh, like a farm system. Yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, it, it's, it is very much so a uh, farm system like baseball. You know what I mean? Minor league and minor league baseball. Um, it's crazy uh, because I'll sit here and be honest with you. I think Dallas Williamson and Braden Griffin and Emmett and Churchwell and Letterman, uh, you know, Marion, all those guys can play college football. And I'm sure I forgot something. You know what I mean? They can play college football, right? The recruiting process has been pretty stagnant to slow for all those guys. Because they're 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 a hundred hundred plus tacklers, you know what I mean? A three thousand career yard rusher, uh, a thousand almost a thousand yard receiver this year. And come on now, I mean, it's not like they're bad football players. Well, how much do you think that the extra signing day has changed the landscape as well? Because oh. it almost feels like everybody's in a rush to get yes. those top guys that you're talking about today. But then when the one comes in February, that's when. That's do, when do you see an uptick at that point for yeah, some of your for, guys? For our guys, we're a February signing day, the original the original signing day, the first Wednesday in February, and that's where most of our kids will be, right? Uh, you know, I mean, we, we've got one that'll be a early signing day, uh, probably next year. So I mean, it, it's definitely it's challenging to keep the kids who are recruitable athletes, and, and, and Maddox will see here and tell you, right? You know, it's frustrating to him. You know, I, I hear him, me and him talk about recruiting with him, baseball recruiting and stuff like that. I said, man, it's frustrating, and I get it, but you can't allow the frustration to, to set in because you just got to keep doing what you do, right? Well, for us, football's over with, so we can't do anything but sit here. All I can do is send texts, send emails, and hopefully they're going to read what I send to them, right? And... And that's even some of my good friends. You hope they read it. You hope they, they follow through sure. and watch the video. Because you don't know. I mean, and it's just like. Well, unless they have the, the, the read receipts. receipts. Right. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? Those jokers don't have it on. And I don't blame them. I don't either. So I do. So I want you to know I read it. So you can't say I didn't read your stuff. So, I mean, I just think it's just, it's so hard, man. The recruiting and keeping the kids motivated because it was hard for her going through COVID, right? Just watching it go through her as a dad, just watching it. And I know the process, right? And I sit here and watch Maddox go through the process, and I know how hard it is on him. You know what I mean? And I know the frustration. But like I tell everybody, there's a place for everybody to play, right? Um, and then and in, min- in minor sports that don't have the equivalencies, the number, the total number of scholarships that football have, right? Um, basketball is one that has an equivalency number that you can put. You've got enough scholarships for everybody you have on your team for the most part, right? Uh, softball, baseball don't, right? Just don't. Uh, soccer don't. Volleyball don't. Um, those are what, that's what they call minor sports. And even though baseball is the one, baseball and softball, but softball is the fastest growing sport in the NCAA's 
in the NCAA sports right now, right? Baseball is the second most, probably to me, in the minor sports is the, is the second most. For me, it's a biased view, right? Sure. But I like baseball and softball both in, in, in college baseball. Don't watch professional baseball. Slow to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, college, college baseball and softball, are, they're faster. We college athletics in general are just better. Not it's not that they're better because, I mean, obviously the quality you're going to get out of out of the professionals is going to be better. Sure. But you've got elite on elite. Sure. So there's not as much room for mistakes. Yeah. In college, you got room for mistakes, which lends to exciting plays. Sure. Exciting moments. Like, it, yeah. Auburn, Alabama, 4th and 31. Right. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I mean, and, and Maddox can talk a little bit about the recruiting process and how it's been for him and how – how frustrating it is, right? Yeah, it's very frustrating. Slow, but at the end you just got to trust the process and keep going until you figure out where you're going to land up. Well, do you look, do you, I mean, because you've seen firsthand some of your teammates that have yep. gone on. Uh, Drew Potts is one that uh, comes to mind right off the top of my head from last year. Kind of signed late in the process, but still everything fell in place for him, yeah. you know, right at the end. Yeah, I think it's true. I think uh, JUCO baseball is definitely a big route for a lot of people now. You see a lot of Division One schools just taking a lot from JUCO. So. Well, I mean, even Walter State. I mean, how many guys end up going there and then they get offers to go to? Well, uh, not only that, Tennessee they get drafted or... to come. They get drafted to go to the major leagues and never play it. Never play a a pitch. And never play a, a pitch or play in Division One or any college other college baseball. Yeah. Right. So, and Carson even had one of the best softball teams in the nation last year in junior college. I mean, and they're 15 minutes up the road. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, two of the best junior college programs in, in those minor sports that you have right here in our back door. Walter State is one of the best to produce baseball players, and we hear it even all the way out in Mississippi, too, because we have, I want to say we have to win from there, but I can't quote, I don't know that for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's un, unreal. I mean, like you said, and the fact that they're, I mean, it's right in our backyard and they are, they do compete at such an elite level. Yeah. I mean, it's. In all their sports, basketball, you know what I mean? They've been really good in basketball mm-hmm. for a long time, you know what I mean? So, I mean. And I, you go there and, I mean, there's just, it's three or four buildings and. Yeah, well, that's it. a whole lot there. No, you're right behind the mall in Marshtown. Heart, yeah. of, heart of Morristown. <laughs> What do you think about Morristown? I don't like it at all. <laughs> Where do you do your shopping then? Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's fair. Back to the original question. <laughs> when you signed, do you remember anything about that day, that process? Well, no, not really because I was, you know, I was recruited by everybody. If you, you, you mentioned a school, I was probably recruited by them, right? Um, so, I mean, that process of it was just trying to figure out where you wanted to go to school, you know what I mean? And, and the crazy part was um, Mike Berry, who ended up being my offensive line coach at Tennessee my last two seasons there, was the offensive line coach at Colorado and USC. Both of those schools recruited me heavily, you know what I mean? He went from USC to Colorado. And, and uh, you know what I mean? I, I would love – I had to do it over again. I'd take a visit to Colorado just to say I went and did it and check it out as the campus. But I've been there as an adult. 
absolutely one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my entire life when it goes to being in Boulder. The background of the stadium is truly right in the mountain, right? And you can be any place you want to be and hop on a plane and you're a two and a half hour flight, three hour flight, home, whatever, you know what I mean? But that's, you just didn't do that in, in that in that time, right? Uh, for me to come home, it was on my dime. If I would have been went, went there, well, for Caitlin to come home, they pay for her to come home once a year. That's awesome. So for for me, I'd have every time I'd go in and out, I'd have to, I'd have to pay to go fly in and out, right? Which I probably would have never came home. Which if you'd asked my mom and dad, you know, when I was at Tennessee, I never came home anyways. And I was thirty minutes down the road. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's what college is about, right? Um, we see we see Caitlin. One time this fall. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, we've seen her twice. We've seen her Thanksgiving and that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all we've seen her. You know, I mean, from July, late July, on. Well, now, granted, if you didn't have the responsibilities that you have as a coach, would that be any different? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't drive down there just to be driving down there. Okay. Just to, I wouldn't so, come home. Okay. So she probably would come home, and I probably wouldn't make the trips. You know what I mean? Okay. Because uh, I see them a lot in the spring. Like, yeah. I see them a lot more in the spring than I do in the fall just because of, like, I'm playing, I'm doing stuff, and, like, and I'm a, not. You know and they mean? have something to come do in right. Oxford. So it makes it a lot better for them to come down and see people and hang out and that kind of stuff. Because they've gotten really close with some of my teammates' parents as well, which is really nice to, like, have those people down there that they can go tailgate before the games with and all that kind of stuff and, like, hang out and build those relationships, which is really nice for them to have. We enjoy our tailgating part, you know what I mean, uh, down there in Oxford. A party in the ship, uh, the SIP, or even, you know what I mean, it's a, it's a great party down there. Um, you were talking about, you know, you got you had all these schools that recruited you. Were you, what, what was the decision for you for Tennessee? I mean, did you always know that you wanted to go there? Was it, no. was it, because you wanted to go somewhere you wanted to win? What What was it? No, just to be close to home, right? Uh, with my, with my, being, being close to home with my mom and dad right down the road. So that's really why, to be honest with you. That's why I wanted to be close to home. Just be where my parents could come and watch me. I didn't want to be selfish. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. They invested a lot. You know, they sacrificed a lot. and I wanted to be able to do that. And, and that was that was fun. My parents didn't miss many football games with me when I was at UT either. So that was one of the things that I tried to do. What we're trying to do with Caitlin is not miss some not miss as many ball games. Um, her going to Ole Miss. How hard? I mean, was was that difficult for you as all at all as a parent? You know, becoming I mean, your child's going away. I told her I said I didn't care where you went to school mm-hmm. as long as you didn't go to Alabama. <laughs> Didn't care. I said, if you went to Alabama, don't come home. No, like that for real, though. <laughs> for real, now that's not a joke. That's uh, that's legit facts. I can believe that. That's facts being stated in this room right yeah. now, right? Um, what is it? We don't give a dang. Yeah, dang, dang, like the whole state. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, what I mean, no, it wasn't hard. You know, what I mean, because as a parent, you raise your children to grow up and and to move off and make. If I didn't think she was ready and we didn't prepare her, 
to be able to make those adult decisions as a 17, 18-year-old kid, 19-year-old kid, I wouldn't let her go. But my wife did a great job raising her. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's be honest. Because when she, was, when she was younger and I was coaching college football, I was never home. You know what I mean? So my wife would be like a single mom. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that went involved in, into it. And, you know, I got to experience her her last year in middle school and her high school career and uh, and be a part and be able to help make sure I, she understood those foundations of making the, the right choices, right? And we talk about it in our program. You make choices and you have to live by them. For every, every choice you make, there's a consequence, a good or bad. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn to live with those. And you better think about them. And that's something that we that we preach and talk about. And we, we've talked about since she was a little kid. And that's something that I talked to our football players about. Caleb, he's mentioned a couple of times that he thinks that there's some of his uh, there's some of his players that you could probably take on with uh, since, you got, since you got I've the never, weight program at Ole Miss. I've never said oh, that. No. Yeah, you have. No. She'll whip you. She'd whip her off. Definitely you and Rob both, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bro. What's that, I mean, what was that transformation like going from high school to college? It was really hard, I'm not going to lie. The first year I was down there, I wanted to come home so quickly because I genuinely didn't think I could do it. But I, I looked at my coaches and I was like, if I go home, I will not come back. And they said, all right, so what are we going to do about it? And we stuck to the plan and – I grew a lot both as a player and as a person my first year there because I had to be able to survive on my own. And that was a hard transition that I didn't realize it was going to be as hard as it was. And no one really talks about because it's like, oh, it's all fine and dandy, but what are you going to do when you're up at 3 a.m. studying for a test and you have 6 a.m. waits the next day? Or you're up, you go to sleep, and the fire alarm gets pulled, and you still have 6 a.m. waits the next day. And those are things people don't talk about because it's not the prettiness of college athletics because it doesn't fit into the bubble of everything's perfect. But it's the reality of it, and I think it needs to be talked about more just because it's something that is not easy. So. I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure you were going to tell me that you called home, and he all he said was toughness is a choice. And oh, no. You already had that running in your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she knew better to call me. I called Mama. She didn't call me and tell me. Her mama did. I said, well, you want me to call her and talk to her? She goes, nope. I said, okay. I said, if she comes home, she ain't come stand. I'll tell you that much. No, but it was the weight transformation, like, in the weight room, too. Like, that outside of, like, school and stuff was very different for me because, like, it being in a weight room consistently and having the strength and conditioning that we do is I put on – a significant amount of weight between my fresh my senior year of high school and me today just because of the weight program we're on and growing and developing as a person as well so it's been something that I've had to learn to adjust with just because of like with female athletes it's harder to see that number on the scale change and <laughs> it was hard for me the first couple times I stepped on the scale I was like oh crap this is all right <laughs> and then it's been like a growing process to like except for my body for what it is and what it, how powerful I am and that kind of stuff. And, like, my body does everything it needs me to do, so I can't be mad at it. So. I imagine you've seen a pretty nice uptake in your uh, fastball. Very much so. <laughs> very, very much so. I developed about four to five miles an hour between 
beginning of college and my senior year. So <coughs> it's been very well developed. So uh, you mentioned you were coaching college before um, before coming here. What was all that like? What was a typical week like for you coaching in college? Um, well, let's start on a Monday. Well, it's, let's start from game day because that will be the easiest, right? Okay. So we'll, we have a game day. We'll, uh, I'll get to the office around 6.30 in the morning um, for a 3 o'clock game uh, and get ready because I was also the equipment guy. I had to handle all the equipment stuff with my equipment staff, make sure everything was going. Also had recruits on campus that day as well. Had to get up the recruiting process, the recruiting uh, stage set up and all that stuff. So this is before we even, before 12 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock before then. And then we had pregame meal and then had meetings and all that stuff. And then we played a game, right? So it'd be a three, say it's a three o'clock kickoff. We get done about six. Right, say six o'clock, six o'clock ball game. Get all the laundry stuff started, collected from the game. That early about seven thirty, and then about that time the film will be done, and I'll start watching the ball game and breaking it down, and leave about midnight and uh, one o'clock. Uh, drive about forty minutes home, and then on Sunday have a staff meeting at uh, eleven o'clock uh, in the morning, and we would meet as staff. Then we would have our um, Sunday would be an off day for our kids, so we would uh, we'd meet as staff, uh, as a whole staff, talk about the game, all that stuff, uh, have all our grades done by our three thirty position meeting, uh, our coaches meeting, uh, offensively our offensive meeting, and then we would start finish up our breakdown of our next opponent on. Sunday, uh, get together till about watch film with them till about eleven o'clock at night. Go home, uh, be back in the office for six a.m. staff meeting or six a.m. Uh, position meeting for the next week opponent um, with my kids. Uh, have staff meeting at eight thirty. Um, then I would go uh, after I get done with my staff meeting. Offensive that 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 whole whole staff meeting. We'd have an offensive meeting. We get done with that about 10, 30, 11, and go and ride a bike, walk on the treadmill, do something. And then go to lunch, and then we come back and go to practice. Watch, and when practice was over with, we watch film. And then be back until about 7, 8 o'clock, and nine, do some recruiting calls then, and then go back, go home. We're only on o'clock. Tuesday, aren't yeah. we? I'm tired so, already. <laughs> So this was a daily basis, right? Till you pretty much got to learn to love it. Yeah, I mean, but on Thursdays, I mean, I'd be home Thursdays. I'd be home Thursday, Friday were my early days, right? So I'd be home by three o'clock on Thursday and Friday. So I mean, so Thursday and Fridays basically became your weekend, even though you still had to yeah have responsibilities. Yeah. How many so years? if you really want to know, that was what my day was like. I was working. 80 hours a week, every bit of 80, 80 plus hours a week. And this is a Tuscaloosa, yeah. right? So, I mean, smaller college. So same, I mean, same, got, same grind, yeah. same grind, same less, a uh, le- lot less pay. Yeah. Same grind. But you know, the best part about it was this it was the relationship I had with my players. Um, I don't know how many of those kids call me and text me Christmas, Thanksgiving, 
we've talked, you know, they've had kids, we meet up, they come driving through, we'll have, we'll have, we'll meet up and have dinner or lunch or breakfast or something with them as they drive through and see the, see the kids and see them and, and, and their wives and just watching them all have families now just makes me feel really old, but it also very special, you know, too, to be part of their life and in that very, uh, life-changing time for them, you know, being college athletes that you're, you're, you spend a lot more time with them than their parents do, right? And you're very, you can help persuade them in, in directions that you see somebody sliding off one direction, you can kind of drive, guide them back. And, you know, I mean, uh, one of my former players and one of my best friends in the world uh, uh, played for me when I was at West Georgia. Um, he's got two kids now and married, uh, you know what I mean? And he's head coach at Pope High School and, you know what I mean? When he was in college, it was it was a struggle with him for sure. You know what I mean? It was ever we had uh, we had our conversations, and he was a he is he has dual citizenship. He's an Irishman, he's from Ireland. Um, so I see why you can get along with him. So he had a, he had some struggles uh, growing up in America. Uh, you know what I mean? So he he partaked a little bit too much when he was in, in college, and gotcha. uh, we had to have some conversations and had to do some things and. You know, but our relationship because of that is why we are like dad and son. You know what I mean? It's really not a dad and son relationship. It's more like a brother, older brother son relationship, and it's 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 that right there to me is what coaching's about. You've got one of your former players on your staff now too, right? Yes. Wagner. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> what do you mean you forgot? forgot he's, I forgot he was one of my former players. Yes. Uh, Jeremy is one of my former players. Uh, we had some struggles, too, you know, when he was a college athlete. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he was coming back out of the military, you know what I mean, and, and was dealing with uh, some really, really tough time, right? And and just see how much he's changed and how much we've walked through these things and helped him through things, and he's helped me through things. And But, man, I mean, Having having those relationships with those kids, it's unbelievable. There'll it, be nothing that I cherish more than those relationships. And and Caitlin will tell you, we talk all the time, uh, and they they remember Caitlin from when she was little, and they talk about her, and and it's just fun to fun to get with those guys and and, and spend time and catch up with families and stuff, and you know, and it, it's just. It's one of those special moments that I'll never, never forget being a college football coach. You know what I mean? And when I first got here, you know what I mean? That's what I thought I was really good at was relationships. And dealing with relationships with high school athletes, totally different. Uh, it's hard. It's so much harder, right? Uh, because you got mom. I mean, it's because, you know, you, for me, I had to adjust because there was another piece we had to involve. When I got to college, I didn't have to worry about mom dad. Right, because I was mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Right, and now here, I spend a little more time with their. Stu- I spend more time with the kids in this building, than I did with my own kid. Every day. Right, and I feel like I'm invested in their lives more right now than most parents, because they're here around us every day. Right, and trying to make sure they do what they're supposed to do it right way hear the right things, do the right things, and be an example for them, right? And early on in my career, it was, it was a struggle, you know what I mean? And getting kids to understand that you do love them, 
Max will tell you. I tell everybody in the school. I don't care who you are. I make sure I tell them, hey, I love you. Everybody needs to hear you love you love them. It doesn't matter because that's how you gain start to gain trust with people if they know you care about them. And that's how we changed our program. You know what I mean? With our run program and what we believe and how we preach and demand respect. You know what I mean? It's the first thing we talk about, respect. You know what I mean? How do you get respect? If you want respect to this kid, how do you get it? We're going to show you. Outside of the relationships, is there anything you miss about the college game? Yeah, probably the recruiting part. but really? The old recruiting part. Okay. Not today's world. Well, still, I mean – that was fun. Recruiting itself was a grind, though. Yeah, but it's a relationship, though. You know what I mean? Today was one of uh, my one of the kids I recruited from Georgetown, South Carolina. He went to Anderson Anderson High School over there. Uh, Andrews, sorry, Andrew Andrews High School over there in Georgetown, South Carolina. He played quarterback. He's about six four, one hundred and fifty pounds when I found him. Not very good academically. Little small town in the low country of South Carolina. We get him on campus. He was a quarterback, never going to play quarterback for us. Him, his name was Kenny Funny. Okay? That's funny. It is funny. <laughs> and him and another kid by the name of Justin Houston, both of them, I was in the, Kenny was, I was the lead on the recruiting, and I was secondary on Justin, who was a Bradley Central guy uh, out of Chattanooga. We get both of those kids to come to Tuscaloma. Both were all Americans as juniors and seniors in college. They both have college degrees. I've seen Kenny, today's his birthday, I've seen him with his little boy, and Justin just got married. You know, those that's when you get to me, know, and getting to know their mamas and daddies. Man, because, I mean, not two of the best social economic places I've ever been in my entire life, where both of those kids came from, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so you see it all. You know what I mean? Before I came here, I seen, I, you, I could walk in, Going any place in Jefferson County wouldn't shock me because I've been in probably worse. You know, I've been in homes that are dirt floors, right? And I've been in $600 million homes in Atlanta. Come on now. I mean, you, you learn to deal with all aspects. That's why coming here, it's kind of you, you're dealing with a certain clientele, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But in college athletics, you got to learn how to deal with from the poorest of poor to the richest of rich. And you've got to learn to be able to communicate with those kids, right, and their parents. And they just like, and I'm just, to how I am today is how I'm just matter of fact and to the point. That's how I was with those people. And they really, really appreciate that. So. Whenever the opportunity came to come here, what about it was the right time? Well, she was getting ready. It was really because of her, to be honest with you, because I'd missed so much of her life and put her and my wife on the back burner, lack of a better term, right, uh, because of my profession, trying to move up in that world. and The right race just wasn't worth the sacrifice of uh, not knowing your kid. And not love, not not spending quality time with your wife. My wife has been supportive and and every every move we've ever made. You know what I mean? And we we talk about it all the time. We wouldn't change what we ever did. Has it been hard? Has it been struggles? Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, 
and here you've had we've had our struggles, right? It's never easy. You know what I mean? This, this to me, this is the hardest job I've ever had. And I tell people, if you ever go home to eat, go back to your home where you went to school and you played. It'll be the hardest job you ever have. You will lose friends, and you will gain friends. And that's facts. Uh, it has happened to me here. Perfectly okay with that. Doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't lose no sleep over it. Right? Because uh, I am who I am. Right? Sure. Um, I'm in Jefferson County. I was born and raised on Old Danner's Pike in New Market, Tennessee. And this is where I'm from. My wife's from Knoxville. This is where we're from. We plan on being here for the rest of our lives until she decides she's going to make me move to the beach, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> but she may make me do that at some point in time or have to have go down there and spend some time. But, you know what I mean, uh, this is where we're going to be. This is where her this, her mom and dad's from Knoxville. My mom still is an old Danish Pike. And, you know what I mean? So I love being home. It's a great place, definitely challenges. Uh, I have the best administration. Uh, I have the best principal, best superintendent, you know, the best support staff that you can ask for in this in this building, daily basis. Uh, couldn't ask for better. You know what I mean? My wife has been supportive, the whole thing, and I don't tell you that enough, right? You know, and a lot of people don't see my wife around very much because she doesn't. I see her after every game. Yeah. Cause she comes up and gives me a kiss no matter what, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. She tells me I'm either good or I'm bad. So there's no there's no gray area in my household. You either you either suck or you don't suck. So suck sucks, don't suck. That's exactly right. <laughs> so um so I mean it's it's fun, man. I mean it's fun being home. Uh, I've gotten to do a lot more things than I hadn't would never got to do with her and with my wife and uh Randy and Tommy allow me to to run my program as I see fit. And um, if they feel like there's a suggestion to be made, we'll listen to the suggestion. We may not always agree, and that's okay. Because if you agree, you're never gonna, you're never gonna move forward. You know what I mean? You're always trying to push the envelope to be the best you can be, and you're always trying to fight for your program and, and what you need and, and things of that nature. And You know what I mean? So moving forward, you know, we we're just trying to as a football program and trying to be here and trying to make things better, we're trying to build a facility, an athletic facility for uh, football so we can turn that weight room over to all the other athletes here on this campus to where we're not, they're not fighting for spaces to lift, right? Uh, trying to make it better for all athletes by us getting out of their way and moving in where they can have that facility and train all teams in there. Because if, if we do it right, you'll be able to train three different sports in there at any given time as long as we're not there. And now you can't train nobody but 30 kids at a time right now in there and for us. So, Was there anything that surprised you about the transition going from college and then, I mean, not even going from college to high school, but being here at your home, I mean, were there any challenges that surprised you? Yeah, I mean, a lot. You know I mean? When I first got here, um, uh, I thought, and I hadn't been, look, guys, I, I moved off and came back. So there for about a 10 to 15 year period, I, I followed, but I wasn't a part, so I didn't know, right? Um, so I mean, when I got back here, everybody talked about how the community was not really involved, right? And I was kind of shocked about that, right? Because it wasn't the fact when I was, 
when I was growing up and playing here because, I mean, there was tons of people, right? Um, and, and then still, I mean, he, and today, that's probably still the biggest shocker to me is how the community is very supportive, right? But it, do, it doesn't – the people who are not from here don't care about the athletics and coming and watching. They just don't care about coming and watching, right? And I, I hope they don't take that the wrong way, but – at the end of the day, if you care about your programs and your high school sports team, you'd be here. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, in this community, I mean, um, and I'm very. I, I try to support every business in this community, and, and you know what I mean. And I try to do things and try to be supportive and try to be productive of all our athletic teams here. Right? I can't get to a golf match because ninety percent of the time it's playing when we're playing. Right? Um, you know, I try to get to everybody's sporting event, at least one, right? And that's taken away time for my family, right? Um, but these kids invest their time. So at least this community can do is to invest their time and come and watch them and support them. You know what I mean? In one way or the other. I think that's the biggest thing for me about that. The shock of this when I first came back here is how that has trended more towards the right direction, right? But when I first got here, I was like, wow, it was bad. It was really bad. Well, you talk about the students showing up, and obviously you had a big hand in that this year. I know you brought up, even after the Bearden game, yeah. it was one of the best student sections that yeah. you've had since you've been It's the best student section in the state, man. I'm telling you. If not the country, I'm telling you, they're awesome. They were so much fun to be around. They do a great job. They have a good time. They enjoy coming to football games. They enjoyed it this year. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes, you know, in previous years, there wasn't a lot of things to be excited about. I mean, they just weren't. I mean, let's call it how it is. I'm, I'm the first one to tell you. You know what I mean? It, it's not, it wasn't very fun to go 0-18. Kind of sucked, you ask me. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of hard. You know, it's not like we're sitting over here trying to lose football games. I mean, it was not like we were trying to do that. We were working just as hard when we were 0-18 as when we were 10-2 this year. You weren't trying to move up the ladder in the fantasy draft? Not trying to, <laughs> no. Just trying to get out of that fantasy draft right there, right? So, but, you know, our kids, they, they, they took the leadership and the ownership of it, and they have pride in their school. They're more pride in this school today than they were when I first got here, and I'm proud of that. And if there's one thing that my parents always said, doesn't matter. You always you always try to leave it better than when you found it. And that's everybody's goal as as a coach, as a, as the principal, as a superintendent of this institution. I'm speaking on and just in reference to them because if we all can leave it better than we found it, we've done our job. You bring up obviously those couple of rough years. Um, Let's talk about it. Were there conversations? That happened. Um, I mean, because I mean, you talked about. Yeah, I walked in. I walked right in Randy Rogers' office and said, "Well, are we going to fire me or are we going to stay?" (laughs) I I was. So so you jumped the gun on it. No, no, I'm not. I'm a realist. Sure. Right. Should fire. I didn't necessarily mean like that, though. I just meant like I mean, just any conversations in general. Just like, hey, what? Because you talk. I mean, you gave some. you, You and you continue to give so much credit to the administration. Yeah, they give I mean, me the support, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, did you know? Were they coming to you saying, "Hey, just 
what can we do to help fix things? Or I mean, well, what, it, what was that? What was that timeline like? Well, it, it, it kind of, you know, it was around COVID, right? Yeah, uh, the, the Owen ten year was COVID. COVID, right? Yes. And it was, you know, I mean, we were handcuffed with what we could do mm-hmm. uh, with our previous superintendent. We were there was a lot of things were put in place to where how you, how you could train, how you cannot do things, and how you know it's just in general there's things you they didn't want you to do because it was you were in a pandemic, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and, leading up to the season, we didn't even know if we were going to have a season, which we knew we were. I mean. Everybody you knew it was going I mean, to happen. We knew it was going to happen, right? Yes. As a football coach, we knew it was going to happen. But here's the bad part. We couldn't train like a football team could train, supposed to train. We could. We had to wipe off a football every time somebody touched it. I said, well, what's the difference when we go out here and we're sweating and we're breathing on top of somebody when we're blocking somebody? I said, what are we going to do? Spray it on? Spray stuff on them? <laughs> I'm like... I mean, come little, on. Get a little yeah, thing I saw. And... Like, come on now. We, I said, we're going to have to start training this way or we're going to be in bad shape. Well, guess what? Bad shape. Bad shape. You know what I mean? Everybody else was training the way you're supposed to train. And we weren't. And you know, at some point in times in your life, you get handcuffed and you're trying to figure out how to get the handcuffs broke. That set us back, right? Which is fine. It is what it is. We learn from that. I tell everybody I learned more from that season than I learned from anything. I learned more from that o, that O and ten season than I did win ten football games. I didn't do anything different per se, other than install our run program. That's it. Right? Learn to teach respect to unity and ability. We we wanna stand for what we believe in. We're gonna be respectful about it and we're gonna we're gonna be be the best people that we can be on a daily basis and I've said it from and I, I've I've been coaching over 20 years and my my goal is this is when I get to be with a kid I want them to be better sons I want them to know how to be a father and a husband when they leave me because if we can change one person if I can change one person in this world, and they change one person. Now we've trained, we've changed the world, and that's what coaching is to me. It's what coaching is to my coaches. Are we hard on our kids? Yes. Are we demanding? Yes. You know what I mean, to say the least, right? And they'll tell you that. Uh, but they also know I love them. They also hear me tell them, and they hear their coaches tell them I love them, and they love them. But that's why. That's. The reason we changed is the reason this program and, and, the, and the conversations came about is is because we love what we do. We love the people we're around. I love being around Randy Rogers every day. I love being around Tommy Arnold every day and our support staff in this building. I love being around them. I don't have a job. This is not a job. I love what I do. So, you know, and you really want to be honest with you. You love what you do and you never work a day in your life. You love what you do. You yeah. don't really work a day in your life. Sure. You know what I mean? I hope I hope my daughter and I hope Max get to have, have that have that in their lives. Right? Because uh, it's not everybody not everybody loves what they do. It's a job. You know what I mean? I ain't got one. I just get to go to work and coach football and 
be around kids every day and try to lead them in the right direction. So I hope I answered that, but I don't know if I did. Going back to that timeline, I know that at the so at the end of the zero and ten season, seventeen straight losses. I know that she was also getting ready to graduate, move on to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Was that did it ever cross your mind? Man, I I can just give this up and go be a dad, or were you committed to getting this thing turned around? Oh, I was committed. I was committed. Come hell or high water, they're either going to die here, or we're going to change it. After we went 0 10, I walked in the, after the ball game. I walked in the coach's office. I'll tell the story today. I tell it to my coaches. I said, guys, I don't care. I said I've done it. I've, I've tried to do things to appease some other people in this in this in this community, and I'm not doing that. I said we're going. I'm going to be who I am every day of the week, and I don't care. I said if you don't want to be a part of this, get up and leave. Right now, turn your stuff in. No hard feelings. But we're going to change. We're, you're getting ready to see who I really am. Sometimes you ain't going to like it. And sometimes you're going to love it. More times than not, you're going to love it. But I'm going to be demanding of you, and you're going to start doing things the way I need you to do it. Because if not, you won't be a part. And that's what I told her kids. You know what I mean? I'm not bashful to sit here and tell you. I, I'll get rid of I mean, if a kid don't want to do what we're going to ask him to do, he can leave. Doesn't matter. I, I set that groundwork a couple of years. Everybody would think a year ago, but it's been set prior to that. But doesn't matter who you are. Do what we asked, or don't do what we asked, and you'll be you'll either be a part or you won't be a part. Did you expect the turnaround to come as quick as it did? Because I mean, that next year you win. Six games, even had to fall on a backup quarterback towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Next year, seven games, and then of course this year happens. I mean, the last three years you guys have won twenty-three games. Yeah, did I expect it to turn around? Yeah, I did. I expected it. But to as turn fast around. as it did. Yeah, I did. I expected it to do that because that's what we. That's what when you start believing in each other, and the, you're playing for the guy beside you, not with the guy beside you, but playing for him. Everybody starts moving in an upward direction. Now, look, sometimes we just get we had we just got beat. It's so simple. That happens. That happens in sports. Sometimes you just get beat. They're just better than you. Were they better than us that first year? Some of the teams, yeah. Next year, a few less teams were better than us. This year, a lot less teams were better than us. Right? And I credit that to this senior class. For buying in and believing in what we asked them to do. They didn't have to. They could have left. They chose to stick it out. And I told them, I said, look, this is this is gonna be hard, but we're gonna change it. It's gonna start with y'all. And it sure did. And they believed in it and they went on with it and they ran with it. We've talked about this already, but how much did this year mean to you personally, just because of everything that happened even before the season started? Well, I mean, it's it's really it's really Fun, you know what I mean? Especially when you have some people that really want you to fail and they have to eat the cake. And it's really pl- it's really fun to watch them have to do that. I'm just going to be honest. Um, for me, um, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that part of it. But, you know what I mean, probably the most fun part was watching these kids have fun winning football games, winning close football games, man. I mean, not all of them were – not all of them were excited. Not all of them were pretty. By no means, right? But we found a way to win. At the end of the day, 
Uh, it's what you want, right? Um, find a way to win if you survive in advance and you get in the playoffs. That's what it's about. It's, a, it's who can practice the hardest and survive during the playoffs. That's who's going to win. And, you know what I mean, you got to make some plays when your number's called and, and, and during those times. And that, to me, that's the fun part, man. You got to play. This year was kind of weird. We we had the region pretty much sewed up after week five. Mm-hmm. You know, we really week six, I guess. Yeah. And so you're trying to figure out. For me, it was harder to coach in the second half of the year than it was the first half. Right, trying to figure out how to keep these kids focused on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. And that was winning every ball game from here on out. Right. We all knew we were going to host a playoff game. We knew we were going to be the number one team in the region. And gonna host a playoff game for the first time in twenty some years, right? And leading up to that week, you know, I mean, trying that that last week of the season when we're playing William Blunt here, and I'm like, oh, man, let's just. Everybody's like, hurry up, let's get it over with, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, because I'm worried about this game, because this game matters mm-hmm. for momentum moving forward, right? Sure. Well, we come out in the first half; it's a freaking tough football game. Yeah, their quarterback's playing like. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's just running around. He's bet he's a really good football player. Mm. Running around backwards, throwing forty yards down the field. I mean, come on now, uh, does a lot of things that he he does. He's just a good football player. We didn't do a very good job tackling him early on, stuff like that. Come out in the second half and we roll off. I don't know, thirty-five points, something like that. Uh, I think that's a conservative number. No, I think thirty-five was it. Come on, third quarter. Oh, I don't. Oh know no, just second half in second general. Half? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I quit looking because it got they up to 60. Score. They didn't they score. Didn't score. Yeah. They scored 60-something points. No, you, I, I think you actually got to 70. I think that's when you said yeah. reset the scoring record. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I forget about football games. I don't really know. But so, you know, everybody asked me, what would you say to them? I said, I didn't say anything to them other than, hey, you put yourself in the spot, figure, we're going to figure out what type of football team you want to be moving forward to the next five weeks. That's all I said. Walked out of the locker room. You're right. We come out and we do what we did. We come out the next week. Now, now that's when it's the fun time, right? We've played all year long to get to play, and play or go home, right? To me, there's nothing better than play or go home, right? In tournament time, there's nothing better than that because the rest of it just gets you up to this point. And Maddox and Caitlin play a sport to where all they do is try to play to get to the, play to get to the tournament, right? Because that's when it matters. Let's just be honest. In baseball and softball, Play to get to the tournament. Golf, same way. Play to get to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Right? In football, it's not really that way. you got to do a lot of work just early it. just to make it. Right? But we made it so early this year, it was a grind to keep that momentum moving forward. Right? Very blessed with how our kids handle that. Uh, as we move forward in the playoffs, we – I mean, the, the team out of the draw that we, we got, Cleveland, in round one, is not the one I wanted. I would have played anybody but them, right? It was funny that you told us, I think, back at week five or week six, that you thought that they were the best team in that region, and then they fell to fourth. I still think they are the best team in that region, right? I mean, I how, how much fun was it game planning for them? Because you said that they it, did some of the was, most random stuff. It sucked. I mean, I spent more time that week in, in – in, I started on Saturday, where usually you don't start on until Sunday. We usually don't start till Sunday. I, actually, we started a week before. Let's just call it how it was. So I, we started working on uh, Cleveland on the week before because, I mean, we knew where we were at, right? And um, 
I spent over an hour working just on kickoff return because I knew they were going to onside kick every time, right? And they did, right? They did. So every time, every time, except for one time. One time. One time they didn't. And they right? recovered most of them. They recovered two of the four opportunities they had. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It felt like more. Oh yeah. It did. One hundred percent. It sure did. Sure did, my friend. Sure did. From this seat right here, going. This is not very fun. So can we get a stop and not let them score? Right? You know, that's where we don't have to feel the onside kick. But you know what? Uh, Bryson Letterman, both of them were to him, right? Uh, the first one, he just hit him right in the chest. He just mis- misplayed it, right? Uh, and the next one, I mean. They kick or placed it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, it was just boom, boom, over his head. I mean, come on now. I mean, I mean, it, 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 if we get one of those two, one of, one, if we get one of those, it's not a contest. Sure. Right? But they got two of them, and it made it interesting and it was just definitely like, oh, my hair's going to fall out here. And then, hey, we win the football game, and we go on about our business. We knew they we knew they couldn't stop us running a football. Uh, we knew that. Um, they couldn't stop you throwing at Deshaun Jackson. No, either. Yeah. So, and, you know what I mean, we, we knew that. And we knew we got the beard, and we knew what we were going to have, right? Uh, we knew it was going to be a, a, a rock fight, and, there's actually you know more I mean? points scored than I thought that there would be. Yeah, I, I, I thought we would score more points, but I thought we would hold them a little bit less. I mean, let's be honest with you, because I didn't. Their quarterback made some really good plays. Mm-hmm. He's not made all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we said we were going to make him do is make some plays, and he did. We tip our hat to him, and they get to move on, and we have to go home. Uh, I would have loved to have my opportunities at Bradley Central, because, uh, I, I mean, I still think we they would have been able to stop us running the football either. So, and everybody we played all year long had a hard time with that, and I don't see that would have been any different. Early in the year, you um, you take the loss to Oak Ridge, obviously. Make some did changes we? on the offensive line. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, tried, I, tried I do. I'll it. never forget it because uh, the first question I asked you and the first answer I get, uh, we can't air that, though. Um Still, though, you make some changes on the offensive line after that. Obviously, that seemed to help. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, we we're going into that week, we had some injuries, right? So mm-hmm. we were we were trying to to see if we could. We knew we we knew what we wanted, and we knew what we had, uh, but we just wasn't ready to put that piece back in there, right? Young quarterback because, and young quarterback, first career, first start ever mm-hmm. since middle school. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> So I mean, and Max Wright, you have a quarterback makes his first start, you're right, and he didn't know he didn't know nothing, right? And we're just trying to keep him from. Getting we didn't ready. want him, we didn't want him to throw it seventy times, right? We just didn't want him to, right? And we just did we weren't very physical up front, and it was very, very disheartening, because I thought that was where we were going to be pretty good, right? Uh, we made you know turned out you were. Yeah, it turned out we were. You know what I mean? And at the end of the ball game, we were down there talking. To us and I said, and I had my back to the Oak Ridge. And our kids were watching them. I said, you see that? I said, you remember that. Let it burn in your eyes. Let it burn in your brain, your memory. And don't ever feel that way again. Don't ever let it feel that way again. And they didn't until week 12. Which sucks when you lose in week 12, 13. Week 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. It sucks when you lose there. But there's only one winner, guys. At the end of the day, there's only one winner. Everybody else ends up being losers. I mean that's the thing. Do, do you do you? I mean, because they accomplished so much, do you 
oh, it's help a very, him keep it in, yeah, in perspective. perspective. You know, I mean, it is what it is, right? We, we lost a football game. You had a very productive and successful year. I mean, anytime you win 10 football games, you've had a pretty good year. You know what I mean? Even eight football games is pretty pretty impressive in high school football, all right? Uh, especially in the region we play in and, <coughs> and our schedule. You know what I mean? It's not like we scheduled a bunch of cupcakes this year. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of worked out that way kind of towards the end, end of the year. Didn't think so. You know what I mean? I would have never thought. Very it would be that bad. No. Would have been as bad as, you know, it wasn't very good this year. It was very surprising. You know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, William Blunt, they're just, they're, they're, they're hard to deal with. And, and William Westridge, you know, you didn't know what you were going to get because they lost their quarterback. You know what I mean? You had no idea what they were going to do, give your due to you. And so, I mean, it was definitely, definitely challenging there towards the end. I mean, definitely, because we knew what we had to go on. After we'd come back, we played Sevier County and, and just was able to do whatever we wanted to against them. I'm like, well, that's the group I thought we were going to have, right? And then we go and we play, I guess, Science Hill's the next one. Yep, Science Hill and DB yeah. back-to-back. Uh, Science Hill we play next, and I don't even remember how the ball game went, but I don't think they stopped us running the football either, did they? No. Uh, first half, neither of you got anything going. Second half, it became a... a I mean, y'all just threw haymakers at each other, yeah, basically. Like first touchdowns, uh, Sansil just threw a Hail Mary on, like, fourth and 20. Well, they recovered a muck kick on the yeah. opening kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, go up 7-0. Seven, 7-6. Seven, seven, you six. guys were up 6 nothing at the half. I got you. Because y'all went for it on fourth now. Mason throws one up. Where Bryson got behind the defense. That's right. Kick got blocked or something. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, and then we go to play a – Freaking lightning down the delay ball game. Excuse my French there. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a long night, man. Long night, long night for the kids. Long night for their their kids. You know what I mean? Sparse crowd. You could hear Spencer yelling across the field. Which was fine. I didn't care. <laughs> Everybody could hear me yelling across the field. She can hear me yelling in a in a softball stadium. Yeah, because I texted your mom. I said, "Has the game started yet?" Because I was looking for your updates. I keep up with you. Because you. when you don't te- when you don't go fast enough, I text mom. I'm like, "What's going on?" It's a hassle. I've got a camera in one hand and a phone in the other. You start tweeting at him. Say, "What's the score?" <laughs> yeah, right. what you need to start doing. Wouldn't Sometimes be the first it gets Dennis is very Twitter active right now. He's, he is. He's upset. He's slow. Well, I'm I'm a little less upset. Christmas is coming. Ball humbug is what you feel like because Florida State got left out of the playoffs. Okay, well, Christmas is canceled. Uh, thanks for joining us. <laughs> you know, everybody understands that Dennis is a big, big Florida State fan, and when when they when when they, they were talking about we we were in a group text with him and Rob, and I said, you know, buddy, I hate to tell you, but your boys are gonna get left out, and he says, no. They're not. I said, I'm telling you, your boys are going to get left out. I said, And I said, Georgia and Alabama were going to get in. That's what I said. If that would have happened, I would have burnt something. So, <laughs> and he still thought about burning something, you know. I wanted so, to. I wanted to get Bryson his golf simulator. There you go. So, you know what I mean? I'm Clear just, out some space. So, my man, he's, he's If struggling. you want a new weight room, I can help you. My man struggled. If you got really, the insurance really, on it. Really, really bad. Plan. Yeah, the insurance claim, sure. So... Dennis, I apologize. I'm sorry you didn't get your Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch the uh, 
New Year's Six goal. I had it. But I, I will say this, like I told you, so I'm very thankful for Florida State playing backup quarterbacks. It gave me an opportunity to win a national championship. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got to say about that? Silent. Do you ever show him your state championship ring every now and then? Just kind of, hey, I've got one you don't. Understand this. She can't say that because I got three to her one. So He does. She well, can't. She I, don't, don't. I got two SEC titles and she only has, she don't have any of that. No, she's got a state title. I have a national title. So hey. when, when she drives in, she sees, well, she sees the, softball state That's the thing with Charlie Woods. He's got a state title. His dad, Don, but look how many wins he's got on the PGA Tour. 82 to 1. Yeah, well, we're talking about state. I'm going to be honest, I don't know where it is. Mm. You could ask your mother. She, your mother knows where it's at. So. Yeah, I handed it to her. I said, please don't let me lose this. That's what I do with all important documents. <laughs> Sounds about right. That don't change, by the way. I'm 30-something years old, and I'll still just about do the same. Well, I know about wherever important document is I got. I have to write it down, but if I lose that piece of paper, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. Clerical responsibilities are yeah. a choice. Yeah, well, no, forget, forgetfulness or uh, whatever I have is not very good right now. Like, CTE. Oh, that may be it. It may be it. I wrote a bunch so, of papers on that this year. She's CTE. doing a lot of research on that. You know, because when my brother passed, we, you know, he, 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 he is in on the research study of CTE. Oh. So uh, uh, we actually going to get some results back here after the first year of some of the testing stuff, which is really interesting to find out about because, oh, there's no question that I probably have some of it. It just depends on how bad it is, right? Sure. Um, you know what I mean? And I, I, don't, I would never change what I did for anything. Nothing. Because I enjoyed it. I'd do it again. I would never tell them, oh, my, did your head hurt? No, uh, not at all. <laughs> I still do it today. Come on now. <laughs> So, do you ever have a? I mean, do you have a favorite moment from your time playing a, ball? Yeah, playing ball, <laughs> whether here or at UT, minus the national championship. I'm sure that that. No, really, it's probably not one of my favorite times. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, it's just, it just mean, dude. It's another ball game, right? It's a, it's a big ball game. Um, Did y'all beat the Natty? Yeah, Florida State. <laughs> so. Yeah, did you know that Ohio State lost to Michigan State that year? That's fine. I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> uh, I hate all of you. <laughs> probably, you know, what do you mean? About, as a player, what I enjoy yeah, about playing player. in the games, right? I mean, there's so many, I could say. You know what I mean? Uh, probably the one of the fondest, I say fondest, probably the worst memories I had was playing in Arkansas. My. It would have been your senior year. No, this was early. First ESPN two broadcast game at nine thirty. Uh, it was freaking sleeting, raining, <laughs> snowing, and it was wind was blowing on in Arkansas, and it was awful. The most miserable I'd ever been in my entire life. We're playing at Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Been playing Fayetteville until my senior year, right? Yeah. So it was miserable, hands down. It's Peyton Manning running naked bootleg there towards the end, down and then going away from their their end zone. So. Uh, that was probably one of the most miserable times I've ever had. It's terrible, awful. Uh, probably one of the most fun times is the day that we go to South Carolina and T. Martin throws for 21 consecutive passes and breaks an NCAA record. We had no idea. Guys, everybody thinks about, they talk about breaking records. We didn't even know it happened <laughs> until it happened. Right? 
had no idea. Well, that was the fun part, you know what I mean? South Carolina, that's when they had Steve Dannehill and they were terrible. Uh, they were trash. Well, they probably still are terrible anyways, but... Um, they got Butch Jones live as their... Butch live as their um, coach now. Oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah, they changed Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. So, I got you. You know, I'm probably going to Vanderbilt and, and going to Vandy Stadium and literally watching all... There was no gold or black in that stadium. Yep. So... That that was probably one of the, that's probably fun too, you know what I mean? But it's always a good conversation yeah. in my household being a, from a Tennessee alum to my fiance who's a Vandy alum. Yeah. I took her to her first U T game and with Neyland Stadium. Converter. We were playing just some nobody team last year. I don't remember who it was. We had season tickets last year, so of course we probably got to like see, Akron. We got to see yeah, we got to see like Bam, you know, the Bama game and all that good stuff and I was sitting there and I was like, Look around, look around you right now, this is what college football is actually supposed to look like. She's she was there for four years and she went to two games. So this is what this is what football is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent that is definitely the facts on that, right? And then and, you know, I mean I got you know, cool thing is I got to play in one of the very last ball games at Legion Field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was that's a neat place, right? Talk about places to play. Legion Field is a great place. It was an awesome place to play. Worst place I ever played was in the Rose Bowl. Terrible. That yeah. still blows my mind. Trash. It's so you're so far away from everybody. Yeah, it's just terrible. And the inner workings. My mom said it. My mom and dad said it was terrible. Poor bodies. What they had in there. So the place is. Uh, it's, it's old. It's old. It's old, man. It's terrible. So, um, what other questions you want to know? Um, on that part of it. I mean, oh, you didn't even tell you how. I'll tell you. You, you want to know? You you want me to tell this? So I'm gonna tell it. So after the national championship game, we're all ready to leave, right? You know, it's Al, Al Gore's there with his wife Tipper and everybody, right? <laughs> um, they're in the locker room. They're talking to us after the ball game. And, Al Gore? Yeah, he was he's vice president. Yeah, yeah. vice president. I just, yeah. I didn't even know he was there. So, yeah, he, because um, – I was eight, so. I'm pretty sure he was vice president at that time. Right? Yeah, he I'm was. I'm pretty sure, he right? Was. So, you know, and I'm and – and you're thinking about all this stuff because the ball game's over with. Because you don't really care who's there, right? Because there's another funny thing that happened prior to the ball game. <laughs> Unless Trump's there. So we're we're there and we're we going we're going through the ball games over with. Like, dude, I got a beard that looks worse than yours. Ever thought about looking at? So you know, it's splotchier. You know, it's just terrible. Mom. Uh, my mom. My mom <laughs> said, "Look, my wife said you're gonna shave that." So I shave it, shaving it in the locker room, right? After the ball game, I'm getting that. I'm nasty. Get it over with. All right, look. Everybody's speaking. All we're wanting to do is go smoke our cigars, get in our cars, or ride the bus back, or whatever you wanted, wherever you were going, back to the hotel. Right? Well, I was going back with my wife and my my parents. And I'm like, look, man, I gotta go. I've got to get out of here. Well, there everybody's sitting there talking. Well, you just gotta get up and you just gotta just gotta go, you know what I mean? Because you're 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 undressing, you're throwing all your stuff where it's supposed to be. Well, you had to walk right by everybody to get in the showers. Well, here I go. I said, look, I'm done. I've got to go. So I walk, just walk right on by them. So, and then everybody's like, hey. So here the thought. So they're just waiting on one person to do it. So everybody started filing to the showers, getting ready to go. <laughs> we ain't that tired of this. So, you know, that was the PG version of that. Sure. 
uh, for your podcast, your family friendly podcast. Yes, yes. Yeah, if I ever do one, it's not going to be family friendly. So I, that's fine. We won't have a big. We won't hey, we'll use start a big our own, Kevin Charlie. So we uh, yeah, we're not really talking about doing one. So we'll have Dennis <laughs> as our first guest. There we go. So how to how to use a, a newspaper, the news, hey, new sports I can writer. Hey, I some words fly too. So, um, <laughs> so you know. So what and, happened before the game? You know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm really bad about it. You're a history guy, right? Yeah. So talk to me. Who was, and I know, first uh, landing on the moon, the whole group, the whole group what were they? What was their name? Apollo. Yeah, who all is? Neil Armstrong, who? Um, Buzz Aldrin. Who else? I can't remember the guy that stayed in the capsule. I don't remember his name. Okay. Life, well, all those jokers were there at the in ball game. Room? At the uh, ball game prior to, right? Oh, okay. They're doing the coin toss. Okay. They're doing the coin toss. Yeah. Which is fine. We run out. Coin toss is already over with. They are literally sitting on our bench. <laughs> okay. Literally sitting down right there. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. It's casual sitting. I'm like, look. I'm like, who are these dudes? I'm like, they're going to have to get the hell up and get off the bench because we got a football game to play. I said, hey, bud, y'all got to go. We're going to play a football game. Don't care who you are, but you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, I don't even know who they are. I mean, at this point in time, I'm ready to play a football game. Don't care who they are. I just tell them to leave. First very, influential, very influential people, right? First, first, first two humans to step <laughs> on the moon. You got to get off the bench, though. <laughs> you've not you've been benched from the, the you might have put a the space on program, the but you got to go. You got to go. So, yeah. so there you go. Are you some good stories, Dennis? <laughs> So, because at that point in time, I didn't care nothing but playing football. Didn't matter. That was fun times for me. <laughs> Did you, uh, were you known to, uh, in your playing days, were you known to pop off at the mouth any at all? I wouldn't say I'd pop off Exchange at the mouth. Exchange pleasantries with other players. Oh, that was just... It's gamesmanship. What are you talking about? I'm just asking. Yeah, 100%. I'm a gamesmanship dude now. I love some gamesmanship. I still like gamesmanship today. <laughs> I won't lie. My dad said you were one of his favorite offensive linemen because I think he said is it UCLA. Peyton took no, a late not hit me. or something. Wasn't you? I wasn't. Did Peyton, I would not play with Peyton at UCLA. But I did play with Peyton when we were at our place, and I probably did say some things about some people that would do some 97, you should have played with Peyton then. We won at UCLA. Yeah. 97. Yeah, you were. Were we? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you how much I remember about our program. Well, okay. <laughs> he says that they took a late hit and that you ended up getting in the guy's face and exchanged pleasantries with him. No, that I may have. I did that quite, quite often. So look for your quarterback, right? Yeah. Got to. Nobody can take a shot on him. Only me. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, they moved you to center yeah. at 98. Yeah. Or was it late 97? 98. Going into camp, never two like two weeks into camp, we've already been through, right? So, so we so I joke all the time that you know you tell everybody that Peyton used to touch your butt, but that that's not the case. Yeah, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. T. Martin did, hundred percent, and all of a sudden it. that was the that was the golden grail, yeah. to get us a national title. Hundred percent, it was <laughs> some of the smoothest hands ever. <laughs> Long fingers. <laughs> You step on a Lego. <laughs> Guys, you want to make it's a part of his life. You want, 
It's a part of my life. What are you talking about? I, it's things I have experienced in my life, right? So we're talking about a podcast. We're talking about things you experience. Let's experience some of that. We won't talk about all the dry needling that you do, you know what I mean, and stuff like that that's that's weird, you know what I mean? That's stuff not that I, weird. It's not weird to me to play football, right? That's, nowadays, it'd be weird for a, a center. They don't ever take a snap underneath center. <laughs> I mean, they'd be like, whoo. It'd be like goosing them. Like, I'm like, hey, come on now. What's that? <laughs> they'd be like, give me a police officer. I've been assaulted. <laughs> no, that's how you take a snap. Oh, my goodness. Whenever they asked you, whenever you went through that move, I mean, what was that? Was there any kind of adjustment to it? Yeah, yeah, a lot. I thought my name, Is center the toughest play, toughest position uh, yeah. on the offensive line? Yeah, just because you got to snap the ball and get I'm, your hand I'm up. I'm blocking a 300 pound guy like this, one handed, right? <laughs> one hand between my legs, one hand out here like this, right? And you're like, man, he's got a no. That's not a disadvantage by no means, right? <laughs> and when you never snapped a football before in your entire life. Right. So you never played center. Never played point. center to that point, right? Never played center. So they said, hey, we're going to move you to center. All right, it's great. So we go out there the first day. Hey, man, we may, if we had 80 snaps in the freaking team period, we probably had 40 of them on the ground. And I thought my name was bleepity bleep bleep bleep. <laughs> um, so, you know what I mean? So at Old that former had it, had it out uh, Well, at that point in time, Mike Berry did too. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, he, he's definitely a guy from up north, and he definitely I, I definitely thought my name was not Spencer Riley. It may have been Spencer Riley, right? But, you know what I mean? So, which is fine because I hate, you know what I mean? So, we, we get through that first day, and then the week gets better, right? It gets, it gets, gets gradually better. My goal was not to have a, a fumble snap in a ball game, right? First game, wasn't it? Never had one. Never had a fumble snap. Ball never touched the ground. Okay, so <laughs> the ball never it's touched to say the ground. You had a, you had a rogue carry against yes, Syracuse. Yes, I did. I did have a rogue carry against Syracuse because the quarterback didn't take the ball and I wasn't landing on the ground. What do you do with it? They never tell you about that. They never tell you what to do there. Max and they'll tell you. So I'm like, what do I do? Well, I said, eh, I'll just take off running this way and see what they say. Throw a little yellow hanky and say illegal touching. I said, oh. <laughs> okay, so I'll take my five-yard penalty. But we had no fumbles, Maddox, that year. No fumbles from Twitter quarterback exchange, buddy. You're going to have to get a little bit more involved in this conversation. Well, I thought we were going to talk about basketball, but I mean, I can talk about Jeff Cup basketball all day. Well, what kind of one we talk about? It? Well, it's, it's questions for Dennis. What's he got for me? I can answer any of them. Just go ahead and start spouting off. About the season? Sure. Girls or boys? Both. Yeah, both. Ready to go. Give your thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, the, the conference for both boys and girls ain't going to be easy. I mean, we've already had one conference game, West, and we got swept, JV and varsity. That's part of it. Um, you know, uh, well, Maddie, Maddie didn't play for the girls. And, I mean, that's obviously when you lose your – when you don't have your starting point guard, it's all, your offense is going to change. It obviously showed that yeah. uh, whatever she came back yeah. last night. I mean, Cascade wasn't very good, but still, I mean, we we could have easily. We were on pace to put up 100 points in game, 100 points that game, but we didn't. Obviously, we didn't want to disrespect them that bad. And then the <laughs> – I mean, they came five hours to play. Yeah. Huh? But the boys uh, – They came from Tennessee. Yeah, they came from, like, Nashville. 
I think Bo said that they're Nashville's playing in the, or whatever, whatever. <laughs> I think they said it's five hours away. Well, their parents did, but I think the I think Bo said that they're playing in a Christmas Gatlinburg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's a big tournament. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. wanted to get a game in before yeah. doing that. But the boys, and they tra- They actually tra- for a team that far away, they actually traveled pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. But the boys' team, I mean, they've won what? Would you say three of their last four? Yeah, three of their last four. I mean, they're five total. They're struggling, and it's part of it. But you know, they got to keep buying in and trusting Coach Hill's process. But I mean, their conference is loaded. I mean, you had East and Severe County that played last Friday, went to overtime, and East won by two. I mean, I could, if we ever get back on the podcast later, I mean, I could go back and probably look at these huddle stats, and I think the leading scorer for Jeff County is probably averaging. He's probably Brody, and he's probably only averaging like 11, 12 points a game. It'd either be Brody or Kip. They've been pretty consistent. Averaging like 10, 11 points a game. I mean, you go look at Morristown East, like Kyle Kidd had 40-something the other night. I mean, he's probably averaging 23 a game. Yeah, Yeah, and we're struggling shooting the boys' team, and that's part of it. But the boys' team's young. they got a lot of young kids. Well, that's the thing. It's going to be a process, and those guys are going to grow. And I mean, you're – your hope is to make something out of this year towards the end of it. Yeah, it's, like even Spencer said, I mean, it, it's all a tournament sport. They're guaranteed to at least get to the region with the way yeah. that the classifications work now. So you're just working to get better as the year goes along. Yeah, but you also don't want to get at that point. You also don't want to get. You also don't want to get last in your district, and you're going to have to go up to Johnson City and play their number one seed either. Sure. But yeah, I mean it's gonna be a dogfight for Lewis and Coach Hill both. But well, I, I think that'll be. I think that that's a good idea. It might be one of the first episodes that we. You don't want it to be on the, on the other yeah. side of the new year. Talk about you know, kind of go over some stats and take a deeper dive into the district and how yeah. that's going to play out. Because I mean they've still got five district games. Yeah. On that side of the schedule. Yeah, they got to still got to play Sevier County and East, and they'll play West and here. Um, but uh, on the boys' aspect, I think East and Sevier County are gonna be hard to beat. Just because they do everything the right way, yeah. they don't make a lot of mistakes, and they have the scores that they need to put up seventy points a game. Our boys' team simply doesn't have that. Right. And the girls, I mean, like, how many points did that girl from West have the other night? Like 27, 28? It was up there. I can't remember all. The and it didn't. It didn't even seem like it, but yeah. she did. And then you look up the scoreboard, and we're down twenty. So it's it's gonna be a struggle, but I think they can do it. I think the girls will be all right, though. I mean, you know, again, you're just building towards the end, and by all means, they proved that last year. I mean, they won one district game the entire season. Yeah, and they end up season. winning the district championship, and yeah. Then, yeah, then win the tournament. So, I mean. And he's got the same team minus a couple players. Right. So. so I yeah, think, I mean, it's definitely frustrating as a coach, for sure. Sure, yeah. and But I think, I think that they're in a better spot just because of the amount of seniors that they have. And talent, I yeah. think. I think Coach Hill would say the same thing. The girls' team. Well, yeah. I mean, if 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 Andy had a a kid that could shoot it or get to the rim whenever he wanted, like Maddie does, then yeah, it's. Coach Riley had to take a phone call. I guess. I guess. Oh. Uh, you don't want to talk basketball? I don't know much about it, other than I watched them the other night versus um, West. West. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. Oh, so well, I'll sit here and be honest with you. I thought it with with the with the prop, you know, with with start with the girls. 
with Coach Lewis and, and the team being about two players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two starters. I thought I thought, you know, you go you go ten minutes without scoring a bucket, you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of a struggle. Or, you know, they got a cut to eight at one point in time. Almost sit Yeah, they six, made a game out of it. Made a game out of it, right? So I think we'll have a ch- I think, you know, when we get back to full health and, you know, in full strength, I think we'll have a chance. It's like the boys, the boys cut it to four and then they give up a layup in transition. Then they give up, they went on a 10 0 run, yeah. too, boy, uh, West did. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think we have our chances to do so. We just got to become more consistent as the year goes along. And, sure. And quit turning the ball over. Yeah. They'll both tell you that. Coach Hill and Coach Lewis will both tell you. Can't turn the football over, right? And, and for us, in football, same way, you can't turn it over and expect to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, empty empty trips are not good in basketball. Yeah, by no means. And like getting the ball out of bounds in golf. No bueno. Yeah. yeah. And the boys team kicking the ball in the trees and, and yeah, no bueno. <laughs> yeah, and the boys team they don't have really a true point guard either. No. They're rotating three in. They got Luke, Sean, and uh, Zach. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's a good place to leave off. You guys got anything else to add? Good. Just want to say thank you for our sponsors of uh, we don't have any Jack Daniels and Budweiser for sponsoring us today. <laughs> mm. I know you get to cut that out. <laughs> I wish, <sighs> guys. Thanks all. Thank y'all for joining us, Spencer, Caitlin. Good luck whenever you get back to Ole Miss. Thank you. Hope you have a good season. Hope you have safe travels going to and from Oxford. Appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas to you and the family, and to the Standard Banner family. And coach, everybody, Merry and Christmas. Jeffco Nation. Jeffco Nation. Right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will see you next year. See you next year. Peace.